Atkinson. Care for a rundown. I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. Something special is about to happen. Are you waiting to receive my limp penis? Very Yeah, g'day rubbers. Welcome back to the Weekly Rubdown, a podcast that rubs down everything NRL Supercoach Draft. You are listening to the Round 6 Rubdown. I'm your host, Natty. I'm here on my car, Malone. Today, uh, scheduling was a little bit fucked with me, walk with work and family and all that bullshit, but I'm hitting it out today, during the day, couple of tins next to me, ready to go, a couple of Mark Tinicellos to go through these round six statistical matchups so you can crush your opponent this weekend. Uh, so just coming off round five, Wook and I both got a win. Uh, my team is fucking flying, putting up some big scores from guys that I really didn't expect it from. But also I'm getting some troops back, so Drinky back this week, Sean Lane back. Looking really healthy. Obviously, Walker just cruising along nicely with Turbo and DCE. However, he has got some problems with his Tigers. Uh, with Isaiah, who's he got? He's got uh, Dewey and uh, John Bateman and also Hopgood, now benched. I uh, warned him about that. I said fucking Maddo would come back into the side. Once Lane was healthy, he would go back to the bench or at least share minutes with Maddo coming through the middle. So he's got a couple of issues on his hands there that he's going to have to iron out, which is good from my perspective anyway. Uh, we're going to do a little bit of a recap on the statistical sheets that are available on Patreon at the moment. So the big one is the positional uh, weekly ranking. So we rank every position 1 to 17 through those players on their statistical matchup for the specific round uh, that's coming up. So last week, obviously, being round five, we ranked all the positions on how they were matched up statistically. And for CTWs, which is the main one, obviously, you want to look at for your matchups, whether you be picking up someone to plug and play or you're rotating CTWs in and out of your starting side. We went 60% picking the top fives. Um, and that's not just for CTWs. That's left wing, right wing, left center, right center. So I think that's really, really impressive. 60%, if we can stay above that, that's unbelievable, especially with the variance you've got with HIAs, injuries, try scoring potential, uh, start drops, everything that you've got going on with the variance there with guys scoring in the CTW position, 60% is just fucking flying. So really happy with that. Also, the ATS predictor, so the Anytime Try Scorer predictor. uh, We said that we went 80% last week with our top five. 80% 80% again in uh, in round five. So back-to-back back 80%. That's four out of five. Killing it. Uh, don't... I wouldn't be putting multis on with the top five, but definitely just your one-out bets, um, picking those anytime try scorers at the moment. We're fucking flying. So a nice little money maker there. We love that. Um, but yeah, look, it's going to be a little bit of a condensed version of the matchups rubbed down. Uh, obviously probably going to try and go through this as quick as possible. It's going to go quicker anyway without Wooker dribbling and us having to fucking sit through that. So, yep, I will crack a fucking Martinicello here because why not? We're talking footy. We're talking super coach. We're talking draft. We love it. Ugh. Love it. Mm-mm-mm. Okay, let's get into round six matchups. Let's rub these games down. 
records, rankings, weather. I know the team. These games are a burial, a blowout, a human lock. I know these players. All you gotta do is bet on the win. I know this wonderful game called football. Let's get on with a rub down. Oh, fuck yeah. Okay, so first up, we have the Thursday 7.50pm game Storm v Roosters at Amy Park. So it looks like there's a 50% chance of rain in this one. It's going to be partly cloudy throughout the day, but only three millimeters, so it's not going to be a lot. Um, so pretty good weather for football. Uh, Storm, Roosters, wow, what a matchup. It's going to be a great game. So if we look at the weaknesses in both sides, the, the biggest weakness that I picked up was that Storm are weak on their left edge defense. So they're conceding more super coach points and more tries Uh to right attacks, which works out really well for Roosters because they're supremely heavy on their right attack at the moment, uh, scoring 64.7 Supercoach points per player per game uh, for Supercoach points, but then also scoring 1.8 tries per game down that edge. So I really like the Roosters' right edge to fire up against the Storm here. Uh, Top matchups. We've got Eli Katoa, obviously, out there on the right. Drew Hutchinson uh, on the right as well. Joey Manu playing fullback. Fuck, we know what goes on here. He is going to have a rip snorter of a game. Every time he's wearing a number that isn't four or three, he fucking kills it, especially with the one on his back. He'll be everywhere in this one. Um, and being a right edge player himself, he'll have a natural tendency to sweep down that edge as well. So love Ellie Katoa, Drew Hutchinson, uh, Jackson Paulo as well to get one. I love him as an anytime try scorer. Um, then we've got for the sits, a few guys from Storm here, Nick Meany, Justin Olam, Coates, Hughes, um, and Sam Walker. So all of those guys statistically have a tough matchup here. For VC and captains, uh, you're probably looking at Munster, Manu uh, are the big ones here. If you want to get a little bit crazy, Jackson Paulo, as I said, I do like him to score a try, but yeah. I'd stay away from Sam Walker, obviously, bad matchup for him statistically. But yeah, Manu and Mad Dog, they're the big guys here. Really good uh, VC options. Not much to talk about as in for the teams here. Uh, Teddy obviously out. We said Joey Manu playing fullback. Uh, As in for claims and free agent pickups or guys to keep an eye on super coach wise not much to talk about here. Um... Egan Butcher just being really disappointing so far this season. Uh, he could almost be a drop with with guys like Preston and Eli Katoa uh, coming onto the scene and just absolutely killing it. Um, yeah, there's not much to talk about here in, the, in these two teams. Uh, Nelson Asafa Solomona has started up uh, running with Ryan Pappenhausen. Hello, that's fucking good for Papionas like me. But he'll be back in, say, I'd say about five weeks, Nas. Nah, so... If you are struggling at the front row forward position and you have room to stash Nas, I don't mind that play. Uh, but yeah, let's get on to the next game here. Friday, 4.05 p.m., the Dogs v. the Bunnies. So 80% chance of rain here, 7 millimeters. So it is going to be pretty slick at Acor Stadium. Uh, look, the Dogs are... Uh, they're pretty fucking decimated with injuries at the moment. They've got Raymond Fertella Mariner out with a head knock. Franklin Pele, broken arm. Jaden Ockenbaugh has a suspension. Uh, Max Kinn and Jacket Preston have been cleared 
to play, but they are ones to watch uh, in the late news for team lists. Uh, but yeah, other than that, they've obviously still got kick out out as well. Don't know what's happening with TPJ. So they're missing a fair few troops here. The Bunnies, they have Alex Johnson out with a head knock, but they welcome back to Vita Totola, which is a really good in for the Bunnies. They need to shore up that middle defense. Love the Bunnies in this game. If you're talking about strengths and weaknesses, Bunnies, super weak with their left defense, uh, which is a nice matchup for the Dogs because they have been scoring a lot of points down their right edge. Dogs weak on their left edge, which works out perfectly perfectly for the Bunnies' right attack, which is weird. Like, we've been thinking about the Bunnies being such a left-dominant side for so long. This year, fucking smashing it down their right edge. I mean, uh, they've got 57 points per game per player on their right edge and 1.4 tries down the right edge as well. So, yeah, nice little matchups here in this game. The Bunnies... Uh, I love their right attack and the Bunnies' right attack. So um, big game for Luttrell here, I think. Uh, I was doing the stats for the Chasing Losses podcast, and that'll come out later on tonight. But, yeah, Luttrell hasn't scored in a game thus far. I think he'll be looking to to treat this Bulldogs game uh, to make a bit of a statement and get his season back on track. Uh, top matchups, Karaz. Big matchup for Karaz. So the Bunnies leaking a lot of points to the right uh, winger. He's actually got one of the top matchups for the the whole uh, round. He's obviously averaging well, uh, well over 80, and the Bunnies conceding over 63 points per game to that position. So we love uh Jacob Kuraz here. Isaiah Tass as well. Another top matchup there. Bulldogs defending that left center terribly. Luckily, Lucanilius has a really good matchup. Um, Totola Turgis, the big boys for the for the Bunnies. Reed Marnie, Tane Milne coming in for AJ as well. Uh, for Sitz, you're probably looking at a lot of the dogs here, especially their outside backs. Addo Carr, Hayes Perham. If you're running with Alamotti or Avarillo, be benching them. Matty Burton doesn't have a great matchup, so you you know you want to avoid putting the captaincy or v, VC on him. It's pretty much one-way traffic here for the Bunnies. Uh, for your VC options, obviously being the second game uh, this round, I love Latrell. Last last two do- games that he's played against the Dogs, he has scored a try. I think you'll get one here. He'll be up for a big game. Uh, if you want to chuck in Tane Milner as a VC, obviously on that left edge, that's nice. But I think you be- you're better off going with Latrell, Campbell, Graham on that right, right edge because that's where the matchup is. For the Dogs, Karaz. Yeah, I'd put the VC on Karaz for sure. That, that fucking matchup is delicious. And if you're looking at these on the Patreon, a delicious matchup is a... Bright green square with red font on it. Every time I see that as I'm going through the run sheet, fucking my dick gets hard. So you've got Jacob Karaz and Isaiah Tuss with the the dick extender uh, stats there. We love that. Super coach wise with these two teams, just looking at pickups or guys coming back from injury or anything like that. There's not that much to talk about here. Um, 
I think the Bunnies, they're going to be some nice targets coming up soon. They've they've had a real rough trot uh, to start the year, and they're coming up against uh, some some easier opponents over the next sort of eight rounds. So your guns like Murray, Luttrell, AJ, uh, Colin Montani's been playing well anyway. Um, Cook's been pretty good. But yeah, definitely Luttrell, Mitchell, Cody Walker, Campbell Graham, uh, AJ, really good targets at the moment because they're just going to go on a run and win a lot of games over the next sort of six, seven, eight rounds. Uh, on the on the Bulldog side of things, Jacob Preston continues to impress. Just the way that he plays the game. He's very aggressive, loves a tackle break, loves a run, rolling his sleeves up for plenty of the grunt work as well, and they're using him close to the line. He can score a try, so love him. He seems... Like, he cemented his spot as an 80-minute back roll for the Dogs. That's sexy as fuck. Max King, wow. Just haven't really looked at his stats thus far this year. Had a look at him the other day. Fuck, he's killing it. Look, if you can somehow get it over the line that, hey, he's got this plantar fascia uh, issue and, you know, like he, he's a little bit underdone with injury, and if you can scare someone into getting a trade for him, I love him. He's just pumping out 65-plus scores for fun. Uh, other than that, you're not going to get Karaz. He's fucking supersonic at the moment. He's interplanetary. For the Bunnies, yeah, not much doing there at the moment. Not much to come back, yeah. All right, let's move on to the next game. We have... The Friday 8 p.m. game, Cows v. Finns at Queensland Country Bank Stadium. Let me just have a little sippy, sippy, sippy. So, perfect weather for 40 up there. Max, 32 degrees. Fuck all chance of rain. Dry, dry track, looking good. Dolphins just absolutely obliterated with injuries at the moment. So, yeah. Cody Nicarima, he's going to be on deck in the halves. Oh, God. it's Yeah, it's not looking good here. Edric Lee comes in for the Jack Bostock, who literally just got pummeled from pillar to post last week. And then the Cowboys, they welcome Scotty Drinkwater back, which is going to be interesting to see how the Cowboys attack. It's obviously their fullback is a huge part of their attack. You know, Tommy Chester comes in and scores a try every game. Uh, I think they'll be better for the run. I think Scotty Drinkwater will have a big impact on the Cowboys attack going forward. So huge in for them. Poor Dolphins. I did say this a couple of weeks ago when everyone was fins up, baby. You know, like a true testament to a team is their depth and how they respond out of injuries and suspensions and missing blokes, you know, whether they have that next man up attitude, they're struggling. And I think they'll struggle in this game. We talk about weaknesses. Uh, so the Cowboys have a really fucking gross right edge defense. Like left attacks are just slicing them to pieces, but it doesn't really matter because the Dolphins only like to score down their right edge. Um, Dolphins super, super weak up the middle, and I, I feel like this is going to be the spot where the Cowboys can uh, take advantage of them in attack. So if you're just looking at the, how the Dolphins have defended the fullback position uh, so far in 2023, Teddy had a try assist and line break. Miller had two tries, two line breaks. Walsh had two try assists, four line break assists. Even Sloan had one try and two line breaks. So I think Drinky's up for a huge one here. Uh, their 
yeah, they're conceding. They're scoring a lot of points in the, in the middle of the Dolphins, but they're also conceding, you know, almost 58 points per player per game there. And they're conceding uh, pretty equally on the edges for their tries, where the Cowboys, they seem to be strong on their left attack down Val Holmes, um, down his edge. And obviously with Scotty Drinkwater back in the side, he has a tendency to sweep down that left as well. So through the middle and to the left, I think the Cowboys will find plenty of success uh, getting Supercoach points and points themselves. So top matchups here, the big boppers for the Finns. Uh, Reese Robson's got a good matchup. Edric Lee, uh, obviously, if they can sling the ball out there, the Finns on the left, Edric Lee will have success. The, the Cowboys are just defending that position terribly. Drinky, big matchup for him. Uh, the Chad, Cabrom, not a lot doing here, to be honest. Sits, um, Aitken, uh, Lemueli, Cotter, Dearden. Um, so just a weird fucking game. Not great for Supercoach. I do like... Uh, Scotty Drinkwater, obviously. Um, yeah, I, I fucking skipped over Ruben Cotter coming back for the Cowboys as well. So Cotter and Drinkwater back for the Cows. Fuck, that is huge. Uh, Cotter owners like myself just been biding time just picking up 45-point plotters to fill his spot over the last four weeks. So it's going to be good to see him. Hopefully he, he can hit the ground running, get back to that sort of 55, 60-minute average. Um yeah, VC options. The only guys that I'd, I'd really look at is Drinky in this one. The rest of them, not that. Yeah, that's about it, to be honest. Not a great game. Uh, for Supercoach targets and whatnot in this one, Helam Lukey looked fantastic. So looks like he's got a hammy injury. So he is one to watch because he looked fantastic. And with Nanai... Healthy and Lukey healthy, I think they will make up the 80-minute back rowers for the Cowboys. So keep an eye on him because he looked really likely and 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 close to the line, just sort of like a Sean Lane-type prototype guy where, you know, they're just feeding him 10 metres out. He just dives over because he's about eight foot tall. Uh, anyone else here to look at? Jermaine Asako continues to impress. Uh any of these Dolphins guys that have been going well, uh, Jermaine Asako, Hammer, the, the Dolphins are going to have a lull here with all these injuries and tough matchups. Their price is going to plummet, uh, and I wouldn't mind grabbing Asako or, or, or the Hammer on the cheap because it will turn around eventually. Um, Connolly Lemuele, fuck, he's been a beast. Uh, we told you to go get him. Oh, a couple of weeks ago, so hopefully he's not available out there. If he is, stop this podcast right now, pull over the side of the road and pick that cunt up right now. Uh, yeah, but that's about it here for these two teams. Let's move on, keep the vibe of the show rolling. I'll have a sip. So this is the, I can't drink as much because every time I have a, a, a drink, the podcast goes silent. All right, Saturday, 5.30 p.m., we have the Panthers v Manly game, Blue Bet Stadium. Yeah, looking good, mostly sunny. Fuck all chance of rain, which is good. Going to be open, attacking game here, which is fantastic for the Panthers. So strengths and weaknesses, Panthers ripping it up on both edges as usual. They were pretty strong uh, throughout the season so far on their right edge and then 
last week, fucking that left edge just kicked the nos and went into overdrive, scoring five tries specifically down that left edge with Tago and Taruva killing it. So, yeah, it just, for Manly, they are conceding. They're conceding the exact amount of tries on both edges. For Supercoach points, they're probably a little bit weaker on their left edge, but not by much. So, to me, it just all goes down to where the Panthers decide to attack. I will say this, though. Saab comes in on the right wing. Morgan Harper is still defending out there on the right. So those two are back defending together. And, yeah, Panthers just scored five tries uh, down their left via the Raiders. So I do like that matchup with the Panthers left. Just a nice little stat here. The last time Morgan Harper and Jason Saab defended next to each other, they let the left winger score two tries. So... Taruva could be up for another big one here. Top matchups. Yep, Taruva. To'o, Luai. Yeah, love those guys. Obviously, Cleary as well. He's going to have a fucking field day. But those two wingers for Panthers. Yeah, one of them's going to have a huge day. Because obviously, we saw Dom Young, a right winger on the weekend, have a fucking field day getting four tries. But yeah, I'm just sort of looking at that Saab and Morgan Harper matchup there with Taruva and the way that they were slinging the board down the left. Yep. I could see that paying dividends for the Panthers. Sits, Turbo, obviously don't sit Turbo, but that just means maybe have a second think about VCing him. It's a tough matchup. Saab, Harper, Garrick, DCE, Schuster, Yo, um, Kelmatulagi. They're the sits. Uh, for Captain VC here, where, where are we? So we're the 7 to 5.30 game, so straddling that sort of VC captain uh, area here. Cleary, if you have the ability to VC him and still have a really good captain later on in the round, that's perfect. But to put the armband on him is not, not a bad idea. Uh, even though Turbo's a sit, I mean, fuck, if he's in your side... He's your number one player. You're probably captain him anyway. Taruva, To'o, if you can VC those guys, especially Taruva. I've got a feeling Taruva might get two or three tries in this one up against Saab. And you've got to remember, Saab's coming off a fucking big spell as well. So first game back into the NRL, he's going to be rusty, coming up against a red-hot left edge. Fuck. Tough day at the office for for big Jason Saab. Um, As in sort of like talking about targets and things for these two teams, um, Joshy Schuster back into this side. It'd be good to see him string a few games together where he's scoring well. I've got him in one of my leagues. Uh, Wook and I have got him in the listener league, and we want to see more out of him. Uh, Not a great matchup for any of the melee players, to be honest. Uh... For the Panthers, you pretty everyone pretty much owns everyone for the Panthers. Zach Hosking, if you didn't get him that first round that he, he went ballistic. To be honest, you were told uh, Guru was all over his dick. He told us all to get him, uh, so we've only got ourselves to blame. I picked him up in the home league, and I'm very happy with him. I think he keeps his spot on the right edge for the Panthers. If you listen to Guru's podcast, he's very adamant that, you know, the – the combination there between Hosking and Cleary is what's going to keep him on that edge, and they'll move Liam Martin when he's fit back to the left. Um, da, 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 that's about it for these two teams. I can't see anything else that we need to talk about. Let's keep it rolling. 
Saturday, 7.35 p.m., Broncos v. Raiders, Suncorp Stadium. Yeah, so 20% of rain, but mostly sunny throughout the day. I think it's going to be a really good night for football up here. The weather is fantastic. Uh, Strengths and weaknesses. Weaknesses, Raiders. Strengths, Broncos. Going to be a tough day for the Raiders in this one. Uh, Up until last week, the Broncos were a supremely left-dominant side, and then... Actually, over the last couple of weeks, we've been seeing the right edge fire up. Jordan Rickey, Katoni Staggs, Cobo getting a few points there. Obviously, Adam Reynolds is scoring well as well. So just like the Panthers-Manly game, I think it depends on where the Broncos want to attack, and that's where they'll be successful. The Raiders themselves are pretty weak on both sides. If you want to sort of dial it down, I would say they're... Left edge is slightly uh, worse than their right, but we saw on the weekend their right edge just could not fucking stop anything. The Panthers just had their way with them. They were walking around the yard with their outturned pocket. They were fucked. Uh, So, yeah, it just depends what the Broncos want to do here. Obviously, that left edge of uh, Mam, Herbie, uh, and Walsh on the the sweep is very uh, profitable, but on the other edge... With Adam Reynolds with that kicking game, Katoni Staggs, Ricky looking really good, and obviously the Cobb life. Fuck. When you when you start saying it out loud, it is going to be a tough day for the Raiders, especially coming off a slacking against the Panthers. It doesn't get any easier here against the Broncos. Top matchups, Herbie. One of the top matchups of the round. Like I was saying before, that that dark green square with the red font. It's the dick extender. It's it's sending blood blood to the nether regions. Herbie Farmworth, huge fucking matchup here. Love him. Love him to get a, a try as well. Stags, Walsh, Cobo, Capewell, pretty Ricky. They all have fantastic matchups. You can chuck Adam Reynolds in there. He'll be kicking a thousand goals. Uh, sits. All guys that you want to look at to avoid captaincy. You've got Sebastian Chris, which who fuck he's terrible anyway. Rapana, Tomoko, uh, Croker back in this side. We'll talk about him in a minute. Hopper, Fogarty Schneider, pretty much the whole Raiders side, to be honest. Uh, I will say that Payne Haas does have a pretty tough matchup against the middles for the Raiders. But if I'm looking at this stat sheet on the Raiders side, it's just all red squares. It's yeah, not looking good at all. Captaincy options. Uh, if you want to play safe, you know, Tarpanay, Payne Haas, those guys that are going to get you a safe 65. Um, not a bad bad shout there. Uh, Paddy Carrigan has been underwhelming of late, so I'd steer clear of him. If you want to get crazy, and if you can, Herbie Farmworth, VC, Stags, Walsh, these guys are all fantastic uh, VCs. To be honest, I, I would chuck the, the captain on Reese Walsh, the way he's playing at the moment, coming up against underperforming Raiders who have fuck all confidence. He could do anything in this game. He's, yeah, scintillating form. Uh, talk about these teams for pickups and, and sort of guys that are performing okay. Jared Croker turning back the clock. I just think for rugby league, uh, fans, it's going to be great to see him back with the the captaincy for the uh, the Raiders. I love to see that. Other than that, as a talking point, nothing really excites me about the Raiders. I know Xavier Savage is is nearing a return, and I think he is worth a stash because what they're missing, the Raiders, is a player like Savage, someone that can break the game open. 
Someone that can turn nothing into something, and I think Savage is that player. And you might see their attack uh, improve once he comes back. So I love him as a stash for the Broncos side. Uh, look, I thought Jesse Arthurs would be more of a play, um, a sort of streaming option in in and out of your your starting side, but he's just not getting the ball out there. Herbie Farmworth is fucking glue hands, and you know you've got attacking weapons out there on the left edge that all they want to do is score tries and reap the benefits. So, you know, Walsh wants to do all the work. Man wants to run it himself. Herbie wants to run it himself. Poor Jesse Arthur's doing nothing out there. So, yeah, that didn't work out with the call that I had for that. But, um, yeah, the rest of those left edge players looking really good. John Ricky, he's an interesting one. Now, coming off a big game last week, he'll be full of confidence and it, the way that he played, it might fill Adam Reynolds with confidence to use him more. You know, that short ball off the hip, close to the line, grubber in behind. They, you know, he's obviously shown that he's got good good hands, good vision. So he might be a sneaky pickup, Jordan Ricky, if you are struggling at the 2RF position. I don't mind that play. And just see how he goes, because uh, he does have a good matchup here against the Raiders. Um, all right, let's keep it moving. We've got the... Where are we? The Sunday 4.05 p.m. game, uh, Titans v. the Dragons, Seabus Stadium. Now, Titans v. Dragons already and Warriors v. Knights already? These, these teams have already played each other. That's weird. Is that because of the bye scheduling fuck-up? I've got no idea, but that doesn't seem right. Um, you know what the easiest way to do to fix all this is to bring back the Bears and then you've got fucking 18 teams and this doesn't happen. Uh, so it's going to be... Partly cloudy, but other than that, really good weather up here on the Gold Coast Sea Bus. Uh, perfect weather for football. A little bit of a chill in the air, but yeah, perfect footy weather. Uh, talking about your weaknesses here on both sides. So Titans, they've got a weak left edge uh, defense, uh, but it's not really a good matchup for the Dragons because they seem to be attacking more down their left of late. Um, especially they're scoring more of their tries on their left, that's for sure. Obviously, Ben Hunt now playing on the left, uh, and you've got Zach Lomax out there as left center as well. So that's where their attacking weapons are. The Dragons, very fucking weak on their right edge defense, which is a perfect matchup for the left-heavy attack of the Titans. So the Titans, just for a comparison here, Titans are scoring 53 points per player per game on their left edge and only 37 points on their right edge. They're scoring two tries a game on average on their left edge and 0.5 tries on average per game on their right edge. So they are all left, baby. So great matchup for all the Titans left edge players. You know, you've got Foz, you've got David Fafita, you've got Cam Pereira out there, BK, fuck, can't be Eric. He could get a double here. I don't mind him. Um, but let's get into the top matchups. David Fafita. Yep. He's got a he's got a dick extending statistical matchup. Say that five times. You can't, I bet. David Fafita. Yum, 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 yum. So he's looking good there on that left edge. Sloan's got a good matchup. Matchup. Shop's got a good matchup. Uh, Philip Sammy, Zach Loma, Tanner Boyd, uh, Little Tino. One of those games where, fuck, everyone could score well here. Defense is optional. Uh, it depends whether they pack their tackling boots in their bags or not because, yeah, it's going to be all attack here. I like all the all your likely types. 
Zach Lomax, uh, Michaeli Ravalawa, BK, Cam Pereira, Jaden Campbell as well. Look, if he's out there on free agents, again, pull the car over, stop this podcast, go pick him up. Especially if you are the Brimson owner. That is a perfect handcuff uh, handcuff option. Um, for your sits, Matt Fige, uh Jaden Sewer, Jaden Campbell, Sexton. Fucking Sexton? Yeah, right. That's the first time I've seen his name. Okay, so it's not Foz on the left. It'll be Sexton. This will be interesting to see where they play on what edge, right? Because... Sexton has been a right edge half uh, so far when we've seen him in the Titans jersey. And Tanner Boyd loves to play next to Dave Fafida. So an interesting watch there because if Tanner Boyd moves over to the left and plays next to Dave Fafida, he comes re- he becomes relevant again. I mean, the reason why we were talking about him in, in the preseason is because of that combination with Dave Fafida. Then obviously... Bo Firma got injured, David Feder moved over to the left, and that fucked everything for us. But if he does move over to the left and joins up with David Fed again, yum, 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 especially in this fucking matchup against the Dragons, whose right edge is leaking points like it's a sieve. Um, yeah, let's uh, let's talk about... Oh, VC, captain options, David Feder, just captain him. Away you go. Um, we're only probably looking at captaincy options here with a Sunday game. Uh, Ben Hunt has been good, and I say that with caution because I've been burnt before and I've captained him and he's gone terrible, but he has been playing really well this year. Titans just leak points. They're the same old Titans. Really good in attack, concede a lot of points. Ben Hunt has his fingerprints all over every try that's scored for the Dragons, so yeah, I think you can fire Ben Hunt up for a captaincy option. Just be wary. Ugh, even saying it just gives me chills, to be honest. Um, but yeah, Dave Fetty, your big guy there. Tino, solid solid play play there. But yeah, Dave Fetty, your big guy. Um, as in talking about guys to pick up, talked about Jaden Campbell being a handcuff option for Brimson owners. Now, Cam Pereira, he is going to be a great streaming CTW in matchups like today. You don't play him unless the matchup is perfect. When you've got the Titans, who are a left-edge attacking team, up against a team that's defending all their points to left edges, that's the only time you play him. But when he does come up with those matchups, he's going to score points and he's going to score big. And I think the addition to Brian Kelly in this side on that left edge has made Cam Pereira's game even better. Brian Kelly can suck in defenders. He likes to use David Feder on the inside. He's got a nice kicking game. He draws in a lot of defense, and it's going to leave Cam Pereira out there in space with his dick in his hand, waiting to put the ball down for points. So just keep that in mind if he's available on freeze. He's a nice streaming option. Uh, Toby Sexton, look, he's going to come into the side and, and try and prove a point, but it's only a, a short-term play, and I wouldn't be going near it. Mawika Fodawika, this is the guy, if I've said that correctly. I don't know. I'm going to run with it. Big mofo. He scored a 72 or something before he went on the bye, and it was pretty much all in base. Now, up until that point, he's been very, very disappointing, even getting decent minutes. So probably not a bad guy to pick up free agent and just see how he goes this week and see if he can keep propelling those scores. And, and like I think he made like 22, 23 runs. If you can keep that up, fuck yeah, it might be a nice little steal off your freeze. Um, so I do like that play. 
Uh, on the other side of the ball for the Dragons, a lot of people ask me about Tyrell Sloan. Can score tries, don't get me wrong. Fantastic rugby league player. Uh, and when he scores a try, you know he's going to get in those 60-point, maybe 70s. But if he doesn't score a try, you might be hit with a 20- or a 30-point game. Um, yeah, I wouldn't pick him up. Oh, yeah, no, I wouldn't pick him up um, just because of that inconsistency. But in some of the deeper leagues, yeah, probably not a bad play. I think... In deeper leagues, so like 12-plus, so your 14, 16-man um, leagues, all starting fullbacks for all sides should be in, in teams because, you know, they're one of the, the most successful super coach positions in the game. Uh, other than that, we've got Teletower Moan back at the six. Uh, Going to be interesting to see how he goes. Big Jack DeBellin on the bench. I think eventually... He'll come in and play 13. Jack Bird will move to the edge and Ben Murdoch-Masilla will go um, back to the bench. Blake Laurie, the try-scoring phenom that is Blake Laurie. Surely he's in everyone's sides. If he's not, fuck, go get him. He'll score a try this this week. He is killing it. Getting big minutes too, like 55-plus minutes per game, Blake Laurie. Big blocker. Love everything about him. Get him up here. I want to buff him. Um, yep. Yeah. God, I'll have to have a drink after that. Mm. All right, let's move on to the next game. Sunday, 6.15 p.m., Knights v. Warriors, Acor Stadium. Like I said, we've already seen this matchup. This is going to be very close, this one. So in Sydney, mostly sunny, 20% chance of rain, but should be okay. High winds, 25 to 35 kilometers, uh, increasing to 25 to 40 during the morning. So... Yeah, it could be windy, but other than that, not a bad day for footy. Uh, if we're talking about uh, strengths and weaknesses, what a fucking delicious ATS game this is. I think there'll be plenty of try scorers, and I'll be diving very deeply into this game on the Chase Your Losses podcast, so keep your ear out for those bets. But we've got the Knights um, uh, Scoring on their right, so they're most dominant on their right edge. The Warriors are weak on their left, so nice matchup for the Knights' uh, right edge there, especially coming off that um, game with Dom Young scoring a 1,000 points. Warriors strong on their right edge with SJ killing it. Knights are weak on their left, so it's just a perfect matchup for both sides. It's all gelling nicely for nice attacking players and plenty of points in this one. So if you want to keep it simple, Knights, Edges, yum, yum, yum. Warriors, Middlemen, yum, yum, yum. They're the big matchups. Um, top matchups, your, uh, your your pigs for the Warriors, AFB, Bunty Afoa, guys like that, uh, Jazz Vega, Tohu Harris, all got <laughs> delicious matchups. To be honest, AFB has the top matchup among front row forwards this round. Wade Egan's got another good matchup. He's got a dick-extending statistical matchup. Green and red font, yum, yum, yum. Like I said, Toe Harris, Jackson Ford, Marcel Montoya, um, Lachlan Miller's got a really good matchup. Marsu, Dom Young, Best, Hasting. Lots of guys that could be in for some points in this one. Uh, Sits, Daniel Saifidi, Braley, Bailey, Sirenen. But yeah, I'll be looking at the most... Prominent attacking weapons for both sides to have a big game here. SJ should be on. Um, 
Jackson Ford, nice little pick up there. Toe Harris, hopefully he's back and he's looking good after that knee injury. Uh, we we're worried about it being an MCL, but obviously we're just one week off. I'm not sure exactly um, the severity of whatever injury it was, but I'll be keeping a close eye on him. I probably wouldn't captain him, even though he has a great matchup, just in case uh, he's not 100%. Greg Mars, you're the beast. I told you all. I fucking t- I said this. I fucking said this. Mate, stay true to the beast. Doesn't matter what fucking edge he's on. He's going to make 25 runs and 78 tackle breaks. He is a fucking boost. And now at the moment, he's over on the left with Dom Young playing right, which isn't fantastic for scoring opportunities. They're obviously a, a right dominant side at the moment. But... KP is back in Australia. He's back training. I've read the stuff he's put on social media. He will be back soon. That's a quote. So when he comes back on the side, guess what? The Knights become a left-edge dominant attacking team again. And Greg Marzu's out there on the left. Hello. We love that. Um, other than him, what else we talk? Lockie Miller. So if you've noticed, Lockie Miller getting some shots at goal. So it looks like Miller and Hastings are taking turns in goal kicking depending on what side of the field it's on. So uh, I think from memory, Hastings and taking from the right because he's a right kick, right edge, uh, right footed kicker, and Miller's taking it from the left because he's a left foot kicker. Um, smart. I was up footy right there, but yeah, just more points for Lockie Miller. Um, uh, what are we talking about here for VC plays? Like I said, stay away from Tohu just in case. Captaincy options. Not a lot of safe plays, but guys like SJ, uh, Lockie Miller, I want to say Marzu, I want to say Dom Young, but they are, that's roll your dice type shit there. So not a great captaincy game. Great game if you're chasing points. Like if you're chasing points and you need an upside captaincy option, I would definitely be going Greg Marzu, Dom Young, um, and just hope one of them gets a couple of tries. Uh, I like Ed Cossey in this matchup. I think Ed Cossey on the right against Greg Marzu is a, a fantastic ma- uh, matchup. I love Greg Marzu in attack, but he is terrible in defense. Uh, and obviously the Warriors are more dominant on their right edge as well with SJ firing it up. So, yeah, uh, other than that, so if we look at, sort of targets and pickup options for both these sides. You've got Adam Elliott getting very close to a return. He isn't named in the reserves, but I reckon at the max he's two weeks away. So I'd be stashing him. I stashed him in one of my leagues in the home league and put him on my bench because I think he'll come back. He'll play 13. Uh, Although Jack Johns is playing well, I think Adam Elliott, a fresh Adam Elliott that's injury-free, is going to get 60, 65 minutes, and is going to score pretty similar in points, maybe even 65, 70 points. We saw we saw what he did with the minutes he was given at Raiders, and it was sexy as fuck. Uh, Jackson Ford needs to be in sides from the Warriors there. Guys like Montoya and Cossey are serviceable. They're guys that you can stream in and out of your side. Uh, with matchups. So obviously Edward Cossey, I think he's a good chance to to get some meat in this one. So you can stream him in. Uh, Leo Thompson continues to impress at the front row forward position for the Knights. Matt Croker coming off the bench. Love him. He just doesn't get enough minutes there. Um, 
That's about it for this game. Last game of the round, Monday, 4 p.m., Tigers v. Eels, Acor Stadium. 20% chance of rain, mostly sunny throughout the day. Uh, should be pretty good by the time of kickoff. And fuck me, this could be... Ooh, this could be bad for the Tigers. And each week you want to give the benefit of the doubt to the Tigers. You want to say, okay, there's problems in the back office. There's new players coming into this side. They're learning each other, how they play. Combinations haven't hit. But I think we've got to just admit that the Tigers just really are that bad. Um, they, there's some players that are playing well individually, but that's not how you win football games. Uh, you have to play as a team, uh, and it's just not coming off for the Tigers. So if you're talking about weaknesses, Tigers literally are. I'm not even making this up. They are weak everywhere. It's pretty It's pretty even, um, conceding a lot of points, uh, super coach wise on both edges, even in the middle as well. Uh, for tries, they are conceding more tries on their right edge, which is perfect for the Eels because they are a left-dominant side, as we know. Uh, for the Eels, they are weak up the middle at the moment, so some of the big men for the Tigers might have success, but yeah, I think it's all about the Eels left in this one. Sean Lane comes back into this side. I think we're going to see the Eels left of, of old. It's going to start fucking firing up. Dylan Brown, he's been playing some great football. He's going to have his old sparring partner back in the side, Sean Lane. Going to be feeding him short balls all day. And then when the defense sucks up into Sean Lane, he's going to go straight out the back and it's going to go Sean Russell onto Sivo. And Sivo is going to have a field day in this one. Um, it is... So Sean Russell comes in for Wonga Blake. I'm not sure exactly what happened there. It's probably form. Uh, Wonga Blake hasn't been the best uh, in defense. We've also got Hayes Dunster on the right edge there as well. So a few changes for the Eels, I think, for the better, definitely for their attack. Um, but, yeah, I just love that Sivo play. He's going to be running straight at... Who is it? It's going to be... Kapoa. Good night. Good night, sweet prince. Sivo all day. He'll score a try, maybe two. Um, if we talk about top matchups, Dylan Brown. Green square, red font. Big fucking dick extending statistical matchup here. We love Dylan Brown in this one. Um, John Bateman's got a good one. Sean Lane. Statistically, Sean Lane's got a really good matchup, but if you can... Bench him. I'm going to bench him this week just because I'm not exactly sure how many minutes he's got. Obviously, Jermaine Hopgood on the bench. You know, they could bring him into the middle and then play Ryan Madison on Sean Lane's edge and give him a rest with his first game back. Just a couple of questions there that, you know, if you have the ability to, um, definitely bench him. But he does have a good matchup. I will say that. Um, You've got Junior Tupu who's got a good matchup, uh, Brooksy, Dewey, Sean Russell, Dunster. But in all honesty, I think it's all eels. It's going to be one-way traffic, unfortunately. You can captain Dylan Brown. He's a big captaincy option. I love him here. But in all honesty, Mitchell Moses, Clint Gutherson, uh, Ryan Madison will get you 65. He's a nice, safe play there. Um, yeah, poor Tigers. You're going to get pumped. Now, some of the guys have been scoring all right. You know, John Bateman, Isaiah Papali'i, without doing anything uh, spectacular, just getting through their work and, and getting some points. But until their attack starts gelling and they start playing as a team, I just don't think they'll match it with the likes of um, the Eels, Panthers, Storm, Roosters, 
pretty much anyone in the comp that's playing as a team, to be honest. So uh, let's talk about who's worth a pickup. I've got a bit of a, a, a mantra at the moment. If there's a little tiger icon next to their name, I don't want him in my side, and I'm going to live by that. For the Eels, uh, Sean Russell's interesting because I do like that he's going to be there and he might be the last hands before it goes through Sivo. Nice plug and play this week for sure. Um, Jermaine Hopgood's the big talking point here. Fuck. I mean, and this is a perfect example of you've got a guy that you would have got late in your draft. He starts scoring hundreds and then... Podcasts like ours, the weekly rubdown, say, all right, it's time to sell Jermaine Hopgood, sell him high, and you get so attached to it because you're like, but he's so fucking good. Like, he's scoring 100s, he's offloading at will, and you get so attached to that, and you, you think and you pray and you hope that that sort of output is going to continue, and it just doesn't. You know that it won't. And we said there's so many mouths to feed in the middle here. Ryan Madison did his best work in the middle for the Eels. Why would they change that? Why would they change Ryan Madison when you've got Sean Lane and Bryce Cartwright also playing really good football? But also you've got fucking Jack Murchie and who's the other cunt? Dory that are, you know, they're specialists on the edge. Yeah. I mean, I feel for you. The, the price that you'll get for Jermaine Hopgood has just plummeted. And you could you pretty much could have got any forward for him when he was was he was killing it. Uh, and don't get me wrong, look, he might still come off the bench and average 55-60, but the minutes are going to be the big thing, especially when Ryan Madison um, commands so many minutes. And he's been there uh, for longer, and they trust him. So, yeah. Ouch. I can't wait. I wish fucking Booker was here. Oh, man, I can't wait to fucking talk to him about Hopgood because he was fucking up dancing and doing a jig about Hopgood and how late he got him. Oh, how's that going now? All right, that is the games, guys. Let's get into the happy ending. You want happy ending? I got a Let me break it down for you so you understand. I'll hold your hand like a small child. Oh, fuck. Oh, my God. Fuck yeah. And we're going to rub you right down. So it's just me, just just one pair of hands. But fuck, I'm a, I'm a surgeon with these fucking things, people. Um, so the top statistical play in each position, and this is off the round six positional ranks that's available on the Patreon. You can go and check it out yourself. $5 a month, cheap as chips. So for hooker, Harry Grant's got the best matchup. Front row forward, we've got AFB and Tino. Uh, left 2RF, Dave Hafida. Right 2RF, Ellie Katoa. Lock, Tohu Harris. Halfback, Cleary and Ilias. 5'8", Dylan Brown. And then fucking Daylight. Left wing, Taruva. Right wing, Jake Karaz. Left center, Herbie Farmworth. Right center, it's Joey Manu. But he'll probably play fullback. Um, but if you want another one in there for right center, Katoni Staggs. Really good matchup as well. Fullback, Reese Walsh. They're the top statistical matchups in those positions for round six. Your top starts and sits. Uh, so starts, Dylan Brown, Wade Egan, Dave Fafita, Herbie Farmworth, Jacob Carraz, Isaiah Tass, Ellie Katoa, Drew Hutchinson, Lockie Ilias, and Philip Sammy sits. Now, these might not be guys that you just want to fucking sit onto your bench. It might be guys that you ha- take a second um, thought about VCing or captaining them. So Josh Hodgson, Moses Suley, Seb Chris, Huddy Young, Tamari Martin, 
uh, Justin Olam, Sam Walker, Isaac Thompson, Matty Tomoko, um, and that's it there. Your top four. Well, I've got five here, actually. Five VC options. Joey Manu, Jacob Carraz, Latrell Mitchell, Scott Drinkwater, and Cleary, if you can do so. Top four captaincy options. Cleary, if he's in your side and you can captain him. Payne Haas, David Feder, Dylan Brown. They're your captaincy options. And we've got our big balls call. So Wooker has gone Herbie to bag a double. So that is pretty congruent to the stats and how that's pointing at the Broncos left having a big game, especially Herbie Farmworth. I'm going to go Latrell to turn up. I think this is going to be his statement game. I think it's going to be his big game where he, he gets one, maybe sets up a couple. I love Latrell here. Um, just whack the C. Put the armband on him and tell him Natty said so. All right, guys, that is the podcast. Look at that. Got it done under an hour. Fuck yeah. So it is Wooker's dribble that fucking drags this, this podcast out to two hours. Um, next week, it's going to be a little bit different again. So with my night shift, uh, we'll have to do an early podcast on Monday. So we'll do our waiver wire podcast and our round seven matchups on Monday and get them out. It's a little bit of us sort of predicting team lists and stuff like that. But don't worry, on Tuesday night, we'll still be available for questions um, if the team lists are a lot different to how we've predicted them on the podcast. And we'll get them out. Chase losses will be the same on Wednesday night. Um, and then after that, for round eight, we'll be back to normal scheduled times and days going forward. And then round nine will be a, a nice special treat. It's uh, I'll head down to Sydney and we'll do another episode of The Wire down there. Huge flip and fetch uh, podcast, that one, and show, obviously, because uh, it's going to be on Guru's YouTube. But we'll be collating all the stats up until that point. So eight rounds of stats, looking at who's going to be the best guys to sell and who's going to be the best guys to buy for Classic and obviously the guys that you want to trade out of your side and guys that you want to go fetch for trades in draft. It's going to be a really good fucking episode. Walker's going to be up and running this one. We're going to plug him right into the Matrix and Stacy, the sexy super coach robot, is just going to be punching out stats like you wouldn't fucking believe. So... You're not going to want to miss it, that's for sure. All right, that's enough for me. I'm fucking dribbling. If you enjoy the podcast, if you get anything out of the content that we're providing on social media and you're wondering how you can support the platform, support us to continue giving you guys the content that we provide, but also to grow the platform, to grow Weekly Rubdown. That's what we want to do. We want to make this Weekly Rubdown bigger and better. We want to get merch. We want to do more trips down the city, more shows. We want to get some prizes happening, some competitions. Just get it humming and buzzing. If you want to get involved, the best way to do that is via the Patreon. Subscribe, $5 a month. It is cheap. Uh, And we really do appreciate everyone that has subscribed to the Patreon. It means a lot. And it's just going to help us move forward with the weekly rubdown. But yep, that's it from me. Until I'm talking to you again, I love you. Aroo. That India. Ta-da! 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 Ta-da!